Good morning, afternoon, evening, night, whatever time it might be. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Cho Show Podcast presented by TheSwaffReport.com. I'm your host, Jonathan Goodo, a.k.a. J.G. Smooth. I know it's been a long minute since I've been on, and I do apologize. Uh, the long and short of it is work got busy. Might have had to work some overtime. So I had a few one-on-one scheduled. I didn't cancel those, and I'm in the process of trying to reschedule some of those. Uh, before we come, before I came on here, I did get confirmation for an interview for next Saturday. So hopefully we have a one-on-one up for you all this time next next week. Uh, well, we are back because if fall camp starts tomorrow for UCL in preparation for the August 31st home opener against Nebraska Kearney. Uh, before we get into that, though, Number one, I appreciate still all the support, uh, even though we've kind of had a low in content outside, outside of the Bronco Rewinds. The last installment of that for this past season drops tomorrow at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time over on the YouTube channel. Again, the link is in the description. Uh, and then I also want to give a shout out to two, two former Broncos, um, well, really three that are continuing their football careers. Number one, it was Marco Domio. who played the last few games for the San Antonio Brahmas of the XFL. Hopefully he gets another shot there uh, next next season. Got a shout out former UCL receiver Josh Crockett completed his second IFL season first with the Tulsa Oilers, a new franchise. Uh, while Tulsa did have a tough season with many painfully close losses, he did end up leading the team and receiving yards and touchdowns and was at the uh, IFL-XFL combine up there in Vegas. So hopefully he gets another shot at the XFL uh, where he played for Bob Stoops and the then Dallas Renegades in the second iteration of the, of the league. And finally... I'm going to give a shout out there to Trayvon Craig, a tremendous story right there, continuing his football career up there in Japan. So wishing Trayvon the best of luck. We'll be following along there because, again, I'm glad that his journey uh, has not, has not, has not finished. Just a tremendous story. Uh, So with that out of the way here, we turn our attention into fall camp. We're going to break down here some of the... Uh, position battles, some names to watch. I note this is not the season preview. The season preview will be out the Monday of game week. I'm still working on that, and I want to see how fall camp goes first. We'll have a fall camp update live stream sometime next week. Not not this week, but the following week. Um, I already secured one player for that. So just follow me on Twitter and or X, whatever you wish to call it. Um, and I will update you on the date and time for that live stream. Hopefully you all can can come through because we had a very good, very good uh, spring update stream. So hopefully we can we can match that excitement. So when we're looking at the uh, at the roster here, uh, the first position that really really takes my att- uh, attention. Uh, you gotta start with the with the running back unit. That is a room underwent a lot of change, right? You gotta look at the man leading the room. Right, last year running back coach James Gilbert is now a GA at Purdue under first year head coach Ryan Walters. Uh, coach um, Coach Skellinar moves over from from quarterback now. Uh, you also got some departures in that room. Uh, Antonio Jr. Smith and Asir Kemper medically medically retired from football. Uh, Jace Gardner transferred to Middle Tennessee State. Wishing Jace the best of luck there. Uh, you know, I was a big Jace guy. Uh, I know last year was very rough for the man. He got in the doghouse and then he got hurt. But the fact that he was able to earn back that starting job before he got hurt uh, is, just, is just a testament there. Those guys in Murfreesboro got a good one. And then uh, redshirt freshman Nate Jones out of Clinton transferred to NEO. So 
That now leaves the elder statesman in the room, uh, Senior Payne Scott, a great guy. I'm hoping beyond hope he stays healthy this season. I, I this is a, a very selfless player, um, a team a team player. Remember when when we when he was on the live stream, I had had asked him about you know playing fullback because you put on that Central Missouri tape. You put on the second half of that of that Lincoln tape, man, with stonewalling guys. Uh, I know both him and now sophomore fullback Andrew Carney kind of practice at both fullback and running back. I'm very curious to see how Peyton is used. I just hope he can end this season on the field for the vast majority of it. Uh, I know he did. He did mention that he felt like Jalen 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 Cottrell. Uh, had a had a had a really good spring. Uh, Jalen is another tremendous story. We're talking about a walk on receiver out of Lexington. Uh, was Lexington or Lindsey? One of the two. I want to say it was Lexington. Uh, that got moved over to running back last last spring because of the lack of numbers. Goes on to really impress Coach Coach uh, Gilbert, and then ends up starting. Has the 80-yard touchdown run in the opposite over Northwest Missouri. Uh, I'm really excited to see what he can do. This is a guy that's the first first weapon in the run and pass game. So I'm really curious to see what those improvements are. And then I'm also curious to see how Juco transfer Trayvon Wolfork, a former Troy Trojan by way of NEO does. I know he's a 220-plus pound back, so... I'm curious to see if he's just solely going to be a short yardage guy, or will he get more normal touches? So, uh, just 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 keep an eye out on that running back room, just kind of to see what the pecking order behind Cottrell is, and 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 how Peyton and Carney are are, are utilized. Uh, the receiver units. It, not so much of a question mark because you return the top three guys, the Jacob Delso, Madison Ridgeway, and Terrell Davis, right? There, there are some losses. Peyton Lusk medically, medically retired. Uh, redshirt freshman uh, and uh, Jalen Slim Reed transferred. Nick Jones transferred. And then Diego and... Uh, Javion Dangerfield are no longer with the team. I can't say the great loss, let's be honest here. We know how bad Javion was in the return game, also had numerous drops. Diego, I just feel bad for the the man because every year he thought he was getting momentum, he would get hurt. Uh, The same thing I felt like last year, he just never never got going. I just... I, I hate that because the man was just immensely talented. Uh, and then obviously we lost a uh, dear friend of the podcast by Zelda for to graduation. Uh, I'm more so curious to see what the five new transfers do. That being Darius Melton, Tariq Logan, Danny Armstead, Malachi Gatewood, and Christian Romero. I've seen some clips of Danny. We've had Danny on. I'm telling you right now, I think Danny has the potential to be a very special weapon for the next three years. I'm also really, I'm looking forward to seeing the continued growth there at Madison Ridgeway. Got to shout out uh, Mr. and Mrs. Ridgeway for the continued support. I really appreciate that. Because we know you put on that Fort Hayes tape, uh, you put on the UCM tape, and you put on that Kearney tape. You see what the man can do. We know he battled injuries last year. Uh, I'm really excited to see what a full offseason here, hopefully, man, healthy. We see what he can do because, again, uh, the closest thing to Josh Crockett that UCO has had since his departure, uh, we know how special Josh Crockett was in a UCO uniform. Uh, Delso, I know, is working on slimming down. We talked to him. Remember, he was not pleased with his yards after catch. So, um, because when I went back and watched that Shakota tape, uh, I was, was caught off guard by the sheer speed of demand. So if we can get that, would be would be lovely. 
Uh, we also need to see more consistency out of Terrell Davis. As you know, uh, when Delson came on, I talked about how Terrell Davis was having a good offseason. Terrell, Terrell is a guy immensely talented. Uh, put on that, that Choctaw tape. I said by me a lot of former UCL with Stephen Lillian Curry. Uh, he's just got to string together games, right? Like he has one good game. Maybe disappears for a few, then another good, good game, and then disappears for a few. Reality, he has to consistently show up for uh for eleven games, uh, and then I'm also curious to see how sophomore Kevin Williams is is utilized this season. I feel like he had a underwhelming true freshman season. I think we all kind of expected more, especially since he was a day one starter as a kick returner. Um, so hopefully. Hopefully, we're able to uh, see some, some some improvement there. I would also keep an eye out on true freshman receivers, Hayden Hacker out of Grove, and Steven Cisco out of Medill. I think th- those are those are guys. I felt like before they brought in all the transfers, um, had a shot. I, I feel like now they'll probably will get the red shirt, uh, which is for the best. Which is for the best because there are four juniors in that receiving room. So again, if we could just preserve the eligibility uh for the future would just would be lovely. Um tight end, my word, <coughs> there's the Oscar Hammond show. Uh I however it's more so of if we if if they brought in two transfers, Boise State transfer, Casey Klein was a D lineman at Boise State. I have seen zero film on this man. So I do not know what to what to expect. The same with redshirt freshman Ole Miss transfer, Landon Thomason. My hope is that they're good enough to be able to redshirt the the, the two freshmen they brought in there, uh, Caleb Cornell out of Carl Albert and Randy Nix, Randy Nix Jr. out of Newcastle. Uh, if we can just redshirt those guys, would just again would be fantastic. Um, also, not worried about that age back either because Dominic Dunn, I think, is an adequate Dante McGee replacement. We saw what he could do last. I think he had a touchdown against Fort Hayes. Uh, I, I'm not surprised by this. I called this. I said he reminded me a lot coming out of Mustang of 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 Dante. So I think we're in really good hands there. I have no doubt that Coach uh, Coach Dimitri Donald's unit will be stout once again. Now, we turn our attention to perhaps the one of the two biggest uh, concerns of the whole team, by far the biggest concern of the offense, and that is the offensive line. Now, we know last year, uh, really the past, really the past two years, that the offensive line has held a lot back. We go to 2021. Okay, the 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 offense coming off the 2017, 2018, historically good seasons. 2019, given the injuries, I thought the offense was still good. In 2021, it was disappointing offensively because the offensive line was because we got we got to call it what it was. The offensive line was not good. Uh, you could say the best game against a meaningful opponent that season was by far against Fort Hayes. Really surprised me, honestly, in that Fort Hayes game because the rest of the season, I it was just was not good, and it cost them in that Washburn game. Keith Calhoun, I just playing fantastic football, and the pressure got there. I think it forced a fumble. That they recovered for a touchdown. It j- it held it held a lot back. Last year we look at the offense average barely twenty points a game. The offensive line, <clears throat> while it was not the sole reason, I th- going going back and rewatching the games, there, there was also a lack of playmaking ability too that that definitely played a, a part in it. But the offensive line also put another massive part into because I, I while they did improve as the season went on, it just 
it just it, it, it has to be better. It has to be better. Uh, we got to give Steph time back there to set up Shaw, uh, especially with the way that Coach Doral and Media Day song Steph praises about his uh, new passing mechanics, how much better he, he looks as, as a passer. Now we have the weapons here. Like, uh, if the offensive line, if we, we need... If we can get back to the offensive lines we had in 2017 and 2018, you sure can win a lot of football games. Because I said it in the the in the in the season recap, I said it. I probably was after early signing day, and I know I said it in the spring preview. There's no reason why the offense cannot average four touchdowns a game minimum. No reason. You have one of the most explosive quarterbacks, not only in the conference, but in all D2 football. You've got a very now explosive receiving core. You've got a solid ground game. No, you got one of the best young tight ends in D2 football. No reason why the offense cannot at least average four touchdowns a game. No reason. There, there should be zero, zero reason. There should be no reason why we cannot run to the outside. We're not able to do that last year. There's no reason why the jet sweeps uh, had no success. Like this, this should there should be no reason why that's the case. Because here's the thing: it's not as if the line doesn't have talent, okay? Because we have all conference guys, right? You start, you've got center uh, Land Grantham, but again, I appreciate both Mister and Mrs. Grantham for the continued support there. All conference center. The biggest thing with Lay, we just hope he stays healthy again. That, that that has been the one knock on the man's career. It's just unfortunate. He's been dinged up some. He was healthy last year. I was glad for the man. Uh, hopefully, he has another healthy season. But I, I'm looking at Noah Dobbs. Okay, we, we think he was third team almost in all conference. I, Noah Dobbs, if you if you told me coming off his freshman season. Okay, which he took over for an injured Hector Becerra and, 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 and took a stranglehold on that tackle job. He would have turned in what we saw last season. I would have called you a lie. What, 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 what we had out of Noah last year was just a sophomore slump. You call what it was. It was a sophomore slump. Did too many penalties. It was false starts. It was holds. Uh, he gave up too much ground on the for being 340, not as dominant as he should be, getting pushed back too much. Uh, we need we need more out of Noah Dawson because again, immensely talented guy. I he can pull with the best of them. I, I yet I just feel like if he get if we if he gets back to his freshman form. One of the pro leagues will come calling. Believe me, I watched a lot of CFO football this season. Now that they have an, an actual TV deal, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, there are some tackles up there. There are some teams up there in Canada that, that could use offensive, offensive tackles. Okay, he, he's got to show improvement. Like we we need we need Noah to his full potential. Because Noah at his potential is one of the best tackles in the MIAA. Okay. We're looking. We still need uh, more more consistency out of both Cooper McCoy and Matt Gardner. Again, I felt like at times dominant, at other times not so dominant. Uh, I would also keep an eye out on Kamon Bradford, DeJuco. He's like 6 or like 6'5", 390, whatever it is. By all accounts, is 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 living up to the hype. I expect him to if he if he's not starting, I expect him to be in the rotation. Uh, I would also keep keep an eye out on how youngsters 
uh, Reese Trammell, Mason Mitchell, and Gad Drazier do off redshirt, and I was high off Reese out of Mustang. A big physical dude. Same with Gabe Grazer out of out of Ulaga. And then, you know, Mason Mitchell, I thought from an IQ standpoint, was off the charts. He just had the and he's only like 260 pounds. So I figured the register get, you know, get the man stronger. Uh and then you and then you also got uh sophomore Walker Peck was a rare play on the offensive line as a true freshman. That's very tough to do in this conference. Uh, he was actually solid when he when he when he got in there. He should be a year a year stronger. You got Kellen Culberson, the Stephen the Stephen F. Austin transfer. A shout out to to the Culbersons, also very big time supporters. I appreciate that. I thought was also very solid at both guard and center. And, and then you've also got Robert Givens and Montre Lee, two two sophomores. I. Well, I didn't play the whole whole lot, uh, but I, I it, it just it just adds depth as does Hector Becerra. We just I love Hector to death. I really do. We brought him on. Great guy, funny guy. I everybody around the program just loves Hector. Uh, we, we just I I feel for Hector because he was a day one starter in twenty twenty one, and then got hurt, and then Noah uh, took took over. Uh, if he could just get back to where he was when he was a day one starter, uh, I, I think would just be fantastic because then you could have a swing tackle there that has experience in the in the conference. And then they added a late a late Juco Solomon Usury. Um, I think it's another six 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 three six four three thirty guy. So. I think the offensive line is in much better shape now. I think, I think there's 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 more options to pull guys. Like I hate to say guys get pulled, but like if we're not getting the job done up front, I think there's more options now than there was last year. I think the staff sacrificed a lot last year in terms of, in terms of, re- of trying to redshirt guys. Uh, I feel like they added with. Kamon Bradford, a impact day one guy. And I think again, because remember when remember when Coach Doyle had touched on when he when he when he came in and saw the weight room numbers, they were deficient in a lot of areas. I know they made improvements last year. He touched on that again at Media Day. He felt like they again made significant gains. That should hopefully also pay pay dividends too, because again the conference, as we know, the SEC of D two football, very physical conference week in and week out. Uh, so if we could just get the offensive line can just return, even even if it's what we saw in twenty nineteen when guys were healthy, given the defense could win a lot of football games. That to me is the biggest unit to watch out on uh, in fall camp, and best best believe I'm gonna reach. I'm probably going to be honest with you here, full disclosure. Probably gonna reach back out to the lane again. Uh, he's he's very reliable because uh, I I do want to see how that how that is 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 going. Uh, turning our attention to a defense, you can't say enough good things there. About defensive coordinator Brandon Lechtenberg, you just cannot. I turned in a, a fantastic season, championship level football. I think allowed was it twenty? It was twenty one points a game. So it, some it, it was something like that. It just, and we got to be honest here. His unit was on the field far too much, but they gave UCO a chance in ten out of the eleven games because again we know what that pitch State game was. Uh, it, it just it it it, it and this is why it's important the offensive line comes together because if the offensive line comes together, that will help the rest of the offense come to, come come together. And the defense, well, I know losing some stalwarts. ID to me, the depth is there, and to me, there's a still a lot of returning guys here. That I feel like the defense will still be good, uh, and, and you know that's 
that's that's what I really don't have. Like, if we're looking at the front seven, to me, honestly, the biggest question marks is just the rotation. Because I, I get it up front, we're losing uh, Michael, Michael, Michael Slater, Robert Fuentes, just two of the most dominant D-linemen I've had the pleasure and honor of watching in a user uniform. Also lost um, Jordan LeVue, the rotational tackle, and then Calvin, uh, not Calvin, Julius Coates has also departed too. Uh, but like you still got good frontline uh, talent, right? You got one of the best nose guards in the conference, and 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 Hunter Largent again. Stats do not tell at all. You just gotta watch the watch the take, watch the man push the pocket, watch the man fight off double teams, and then you will see why this man is very, 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 very good at what he does. Uh, you have a healthy Zayn Adams this year. We know go back to 2021 when the man was healthy. We know what he can do. Uh, to me, you had two guys broke out last year in seniors, Mike Pope Jr. and uh, Calvin Hutchings, the North Texas transfer. Okay, I'm not worried there. It, to me, is the rotation because uh, it, it, Calvin Hutchings was their rotational guy. Mike Pope was there. Was their rotational guy? Isaiah Adams at times last year was their rotational guy. Okay, so those guys are going to be started. So you need new rotational guys. I see they brought in four transfers. Now, if you were here in 2019, okay, they brought in four or five transfers on the defensive line. You know it was not good, okay? If 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 you are new here, you just followed in the past year or so. First of all, I appreciate it and welcome to the to the Chosa family. Uh, twenty nineteen, a very bad year for defensive line. They did not have a single sack as a as a, as a team. Literally, did not have a single sack until the the first half, late in the first half, I might add, of the sixth game of the season. And that only came when they moved a linebacker, Northern Illinois transfer, Drake, Drake Juan Brown, down the defensive end. And then they got the sacks. He had six and a half sacks in those last five and a half games. Ended up, ended up playing some in the Spring League and then the XFL with the Houston Gamblers. Or USFL with Houston Gamblers, excuse me. Uh, so and and that was a point of contention. Now, so they, so when you when you hear me sing the praises of D line coach Rashad Sanders, almost every single uh, time I have a chance to, that is why. Okay, because it just was not good in 2019, and I'm telling you, the man went out and did some work in that 2020 signing class. All right, and, and he's done a fantastic job. Okay, so I'm not worried about that unit as long as Coach Sanders is there. So even though they brought in the four transfers, okay, one of the two, two of them are proven guys. Uh, you've got, and I hope I'm saying the man's name right, uh, Lemuel Gordon. I think he's a Jacksonville State transfer. And then you've got Marcus Sowell. Uh, a transfer from Southern Nazarene down down there in Bethany uh, was a, a very good lineman for Southern Nazarene. So this is a very good, a very good proven get. And then you got Reed Lindsay, who was a walk on at OU last year. So we know the last walk on from OU that uh, we got was Nasir Kemper. We saw the impact that he made. So if Reed can make a similar impact, would be great. And then they have Johnny Wilson, I think, is a transfer from Iowa State, if I'm not mistaken. Don't think he played a whole lot there. Uh, and then you've got sophomore Marshall Kozar. I would expect to have a better season now that he's another year further removed from that ACL injury he had as a senior down there at Bishop Kelly. Because, again, you put on that, that Bishop Kelly tape as a junior, absolute force of nature. So that that to me right there is the thing to keep an eye on the most. You also got a few young guys. I, f <clears throat> I felt like there was two that could push for playing time. Uh, this was prior to the four transfers I just mentioned. So 
these two might get the red shirt. That is Jeremiah Caesar, the D tackle out of out of Texas. I said reminded me a lot of Michael Slater, uh, and then Jalen Pounds, the defensive end out out of Moore. Again, I I did something in the water and more. I'm not just saying that as a more native. Uh, but you you just I said it during signing day. Go back 2019. Dylan Bug Height was supposed to register, ended up being a starter by years in. Jay's Gardner signed in 2020. I get the fact there was no season. I get the fact that TJ Roberts. Absolute stud of a of a running back is gone. I I, I get that. But still, the fact he was a day one starter uh, is, I'm telling you right now, is something is something about more kids. I just, I'm not counting him out. I wouldn't, but I'll put it, I'll, I'll say this, I'll say this. If he plays, I'm not going to be surprised. And now, I hope he red shirts because you're looking here, there's two seniors on the D-line, and you've got six juniors. So the as much eligibility as we can preserve, the better. So I would love to see those two get, get registered. I'm just saying, just if they do play, do not be surprised. I'm also very excited to see our registered freshman, Zachary Stillwell, out of UConn. We know his brother was an all-conference lineman, a very good, a very good lineman for you for UCO. Uh, I I liked I liked Zach's motor. I liked his uh, swim move there. I'm really curious to see now that he's had a year in the in the weight room. See what he does. Also, shout out shout out there to Mr. Stillwell. He comes in and, and support those those live streams. I really do appreciate that. Uh, so again, I'm not too worried about the D line. Same with the linebacking core. Uh, I know they. I know Lamar's coach Jesse Harrell is now at Missouri S and T. Regardless, though, I I I think Coach Ettenberg now is like the sole coach on that on that unit. Uh, I get the fact we lost uh, Jason Harris again. Glad he went out the way he did. We also lost um, Blake Barone. I I. I while that is a somewhat of a bit loss, I felt like Blake Barone was the be- was was probably the best run linebacker, run stopping linebacker that they had last year. I'm still confident in the unit because to me, you have the star of the unit in terms of a true linebacker back and Connor Johnson, the Harding transfer by way of Lincoln, Lincoln, Lincoln Christian, fantastic sophomore season there. Uh, I would suspect the same for uh, for his for, for his junior year. Then you have the return of Chosel Podcast Network Defensive Player of the Year in Noah West. You talk about a guy that did the inverse of Draquan Brown, right? Draquan Brown moved from linebacker to end and 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 broke out. It was the reverse from Noah West. He moved from end to linebacker and broke out. Uh, might maybe might not have the numbers this year because there is no more Rob and Mike. Um, which is no knock on the on the line returning, but we we just know how dominant those two were, and we know that Noah benefited from that because you could not double team all three guys. I still expect Noah to be to be a force. I just is going to be more earned this year than it was last year. Uh, and then I would suspect Marlo Hughes can slide into Jason Harris's spot. Again, uh, if you were here in 2019, Marlo Hughes uh, was turning a corner, had the pick six against Lincoln, and then broke his collarbone, and then kind of got lost in the shuffle after that. He, was, he has great speed. It was a trap and a safety guy up there at uh, Enid. I, I really feel like I'm hoping he can have a Jason Harris type season. If we can get a Jason Harris type season out of Barlow, then we're in great shape. Um, you're also returning Zion Bell. I know most of his snaps came on special teams. Funny guy. Uh, and then they moved in a quarterback, Nick Davenport. He signed as a quarterback. They got a Butler Community College by way of Western Illinois, I feel like. 
Uh, he moved the linebacker on that note as well. Uh, safety Grant Lord, the OBU transfer by way of Jinx, also moved from safety to linebacker. Uh, and then they, you've got uh, Jack Puckett and Joey Haver off redshirt. I feel like Jack Puckett can, can take... Jack Puckett, to me, is in a similar mold to what uh, Blake Barone was. It reminded me a lot of Dylan Hall, if you were there in 2018. 2019, you know the force Dylan Hall was made that key goal line stop against Northwest Missouri back there in 2018. Uh, and then Joey, Joey, Joey Haver. Joey Haver, now, the, now I, I compared him when he signed to Trayvon Craig, which made no sense at that, at that point in time. Uh, I'm kind of getting some Connor Johnson vibes. Uh, now, that I, now that I've seen Connor play, I think that, that actually makes some sense there. Uh, in terms of play style. So I would just keep an eye out there on what the rotation looks like. Again, I'm not concerned about that unit. Uh, I know that they moved in two guys, but again, remember, they, they, they moved in Noah West last year and we saw what happened. So I'm not worried about the front seven. Uh, it's, it's more so to see who is in the rotation. Now, however, the final unit I want to touch on yeah, probably the second biggest thing holding holding UCL back last year. It is secondary. Without a shadow of a doubt, it is secondary. I, I we we need to preface this. I have great respect for Coach Adam 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 McGuire. Team plays hard for him. Uh, I I it just we need. We need more out of that unit. Uh, it's just fighting simple because we what we saw last year is not championship level football. Okay, because what we saw we saw too much watching a receiver cast the ball, turn up the field, right. Make the tackle. But we did not see a lot of attacking the ball. And when they did attack the ball, good things happened the majority of the time. We saw several busts in coverage, especially on third downs. Uh, go back to the Fort Hayes game, Manny, Manny Ramsey. Literally the only the, the only receiver used to have this type of stops on the whole game. Had two big touchdowns. There was one on a busted coverage. There was one, and I still don't know who the corner was, missed the PBU, and the man went for a touchdown. It, it just, it, we have to, if we can get back to a 2018 secondary walk, and this isn't like the secondary doesn't have talent. There is immense talent in the secondary. Okay? So, what we can't say what we can't say is there's no talent. We also can't say that there's no experience because I'm looking at the roster here and I'm seeing senior, junior, 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 sophomore, sophomore, sophomore. You, we cannot say that there's now no experience. It's year two in the scheme. We have several over the vast majority of returning guys are upperclassmen. They've seen a lot of football. Uh, so there can be no excuse this year for the secondary woes. They brought in a new cornerbacks coach, uh, Coach Kevin Neal. Uh, the old coach, Coach Shaq Miller, now is focusing on his uh, private DB coaching. It, 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 we, need, we need more, especially out of the corners. Because we return one of the better safeties in the conference and senior, Dylan Buckheit got a, uh, again, shout out Mr. Buckheit for the continued support. One of the best in the conference, man, stay is getting robbed in the all-conference honors. Uh, I felt like last year ended up becoming more of a Marshall Washington, if you do Marshall Washington. 2021 was a Georgia Southern grad transfer, took over for Jakari Hunt. Um... Yeah, Jakari was hurt most of his last year. Yeah, uh, took over for Jakari. 
he didn't make a lot of splash plays, made a lot of solid football plays. That's what Dylan did compared to Twin Roman. Dylan made a lot of the, a lot of the, a lot of the, a lot of the splash plays. Uh, you've got Raekwon Wiggs back. The biggest thing with Raekwon is just staying on the field. But we know what the man can do. Right? You go back 20, 2021, the Missouri Western game last year, that then a poor game. I right, we just got if we can keep Raekwon on the field. You got two of the better safeties in the conference. Very good safety duo. You also got Jonathan Mosley kind of plays that, that hybrid role. Very, very, very good against the run. Go back, put on that Kearney tape. Uh, put on the uh, Washburn tape and put on parts of that Missouri Southern tape. You see exactly what I'm when I'm talking about. Uh, I feel like he's better in run support than he is in coverage, to be honest with me here. Uh, so I, I think that the safety, the safety unit, I'm not worried about. It is truly the corners. And and, and I, I, you're losing, what was it, Von Derry and uh, Marco Domio. Uh, Marco, really good corner. Uh, Von, eh, right, I mean, he, he wasn't great. He wasn't awful. Um, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking here. Obviously, we saw Jamori Ray, the now sophomore out of Union, came on extremely strong, brought him on. I think it's a guy that that should should have a, a very good case to, to be a starter. Come the thirty first against 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 Kearney, uh, because the way he impacted the he had PBUs, he had a forced fumble, he had a sack, he had TFLs. Um, I'm I'm really high on him. I think Jaleek Lewis, they're still they're still there. Right, we saw some flashes. Should have had the picks against Northeastern State. They threw him in there uh, against was it Kearney. Yeah, they, they 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 threw him in there a lot against Kearney. I felt like he he held his own. Okay, right. So I think those two young guys will definitely push. You've got a true freshman by the name of Cameron Monahan at Lubbock, Texas. Definitely will be pushing. Okay, so I think you've got you've got options. They also brought in a grad transfer, Thomas Webb Jr. Follows your boy on Instagram. I appreciate that. Uh, by Western, was it Eastern New Mexico? Western New Mexico. Uh, a few years ago was an all-conference guy for them. Okay, so it's not as if now there's no there's no options, which means we need to see more consistency out of Kyson Murray Jr. and Tavis McDonald. Both had their moments last year, right? Like I, I'm sure we both seen they had some PBUs in there, and then other times they was getting beat. Okay, I, I I will say I will say much like I did with Darius Hawkins at the end of the twenty one season. After I went back, watched some more tape. Okay, I have to say I, I maybe I was a tad bit too harsh on Monte Davis after we watching the tape. Man made some plays. Uh, he had the pick against Fort Hayes. He had he also had a PBU in that game. He had a breakup against Central Missouri. He had a forced fumble against Kearney. Okay, the, the, the more I went back and watched, I, I Amante Dave was very solid. They went to back. Now the real the real question I have is 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 he better at corner or is he better at safety? Because you recall when uh, Raekwon was hurt and Mosley I think was dinged up. They moved him to safety. I thought I thought he did a very good job at the safety. Uh, so uh, you got some versatility there. He's also six foot one, so he's got some versatility. Uh, and then obviously we have the premier corner on the team, Kobe Kobe Stevens. I, I I will say successfully avoid the sophomore slump. I think he had three interceptions. Obviously was the main kick returner. Uh, he did get beat at times, uh, I, but again, being matched up on the better receivers, 
of the of the opposing team. Uh, I Kobe. Here's the thing. Kobe is by far the best corner UCL's had since Kobe Underwood. By far, uh, it's, it's not even close. Um, but I, again, like there's talent there at a corner to get back to where we were in 2018. Because if the if the secondary comes together, the the defense can truly be elite. It was elite last year, which is even more impressive. But it was mainly due to the front seven. Okay, the front seven is still going to be good. I still believe that, but it might not be as good because again, it's so hard to replace a Robert and a Michael Slater. Okay, they just don't walk through the door that often. We got we just got to call it what it is. So we need the secondary more so now than ever to hold up their end of the deal. If they can do that, I'm telling you, if the defense will be in store for a great season, if if, if that happens, it just so best believe I'm gonna try to get Jalik back on, or maybe Jamori. Or on Mosley. I'm trying to get somebody on from that from that secondary too when we do that live stream. Because to me, the the the, the offensive line and the secondary are keys to how this season will go for UCO. I don't want to give anything away from my season preview because I need to gather more information on this before I render my final verdict. I can just tell you this. Without a shadow of a doubt, this is a critical season for the program. Uh, you might be asking yourself why you have to wait until Monday of game week before you get that answer from me. But just know, just know through through the hours of watching film, the research, and whatnot, this is a very critical year for the program, okay? And in order for the critical year to go the way that all UCO fans want to see happen here, right, we need those two groups to come together. So that's my biggest hope at a fall camp there. We get some answers on the offensive line. We get some answers in, in the secondary. We go into the current game I'll plot this. We're going into the current game, obviously, in much better shape than we were going into Missouri Western last year. That is 100% obvious. I don't have to, don't have to tell you that. I feel like we, we all know that. But to go into that game feeling confident, I, 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 need, I need some kind of verification that it's looking, it's trending in the right direction. Okay. I, I that's what I need because here's the thing. Here's the thing. I the the schedule makers, let's be honest, it was not kind to UCO. Okay, because if we're looking here at this at the schedule, just just a, a quick peek. The first four games, you get Kearney at home, we know what Kearney is, we know what TJ Davis is. You go to Central, you go to you go to Central, Central Missouri the following week. Warrensburg is not a great place place to play. Do I think we're still a better team than UCM? Yes, I do. I I hundred percent do. But they have not beaten UCM on the road in at least the last two tries. I know they they lost in nineteen and lost a heartbreaker there in twenty one. So hopefully we can snap, snap the skid there. You get Missouri Western at home. I, I would imagine we would want some revenge there, given how we know last year's game went. Okay, then you go to Emporia, and we know Emporia a very tough place to play. Now, it it it, it it's 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 tough because. We know also historically UCL has not started off well. Uh, and so there's a lot riding on the current game. Okay. So, so again, not to give too much away, 
But just know this is a critical season. This is a critical fall camp. Uh, and so I cannot wait to, 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 to have that live stream again. Follow me there on Twitter and, and or X the link. Not the link. The, the, you, the information for that is below in the description. Um, I will let oh, again. I will. I will update on the date and time for that. But definitely, Saturday is my favorite time of year. Here is is almost football season, uh, and so again, that's what you what you can expect here upcoming. You can expect a the, the last Bronco rewind Monday. 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. You can expect a channel update over there on the YouTube channel. The link is in the, in the description. 6 p.m. Central Central Standard Standard Time. And hopefully this time next week, I have a new one-on-one -on -one for you. And then we will have a uh, fall camp live stream update sometime the following week. And then the season preview will be the Monday of game week. I intend to be there. Like I said last year, <clears throat> I did not anticipate missing any more Thursday games. I will be making arrangements to be there for that. I'm not missing that. That is a, I'm telling you right now, is it, if you miss that game, I, 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 I feel for you, okay? I feel for you. You've got two Amazing quarterbacks, Stephon Brown, who, uh, according to uh, Heckles Aaron Burrow, has made tremendous strides. You've got one of the best QBs in the country in TJ Davis. I feel like hopefully the wind is not as bad as it was as it was up there in Kearney, in Kearney, Kearney Nebraska. Uh, it should be a good football game. Okay, it should be a very good, very good uh, football game i cannot wait to uh get back in the press box there and um be back in a happy spot covering the ucl broncos so again i appreciate all the support during during the low time hope to be back on here back back on here soon so until that time my name is jonathan goodo aka jg smooth i'll talk to you all later